0: Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Tuesday, September 15th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there's ever been. He's been my dentist for the last 26 years. My only dentist the last 26 years. Call him. Take control of your dental health. 317-849-2933 is the number. Let's talk about sports, shall we? The Indianapolis Colts, bad news yesterday. Expected news, but bad news nonetheless. Marlon Mack lost for the season. He tore his Achilles in that season-opening loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Achilles tears, not good. Uh, The prognosis for uh, a running back returning from an Achilles tear, even at the age of 24, which is uh, Marlon Mack's age, really not positive at all. Uh, One-third of those who suffer Achilles tears, they don't come back at all another significant percentage don't come back at the same level that they left. And and so especially heading into a contract year where Marlon Mack was going to be a free agent this coming off season and make a lot of money, really, really bad timing for Marlon Mack. Injury uh, prone in the past, certainly. But it's been, you know, a broken hand, stuff like that. This, an absolutely catastrophic injury that is going to affect adversely Marlon Mack's ability to earn money in the NFL. And that's what it's all about for these guys. And and so that is uh, essentially sad for Marlon Mack and, and for the Indianapolis Colts and Colts fans who really, for good reason, like Marlon Mack a lot. He's a really good dude. And uh, you talk to him in the locker room, really, really nice, unassuming guy, exactly uh, uh, the kind of guy you like to talk to in the locker room, not verbose necessarily, but a guy who's, who's a good dude and deserved a better fate in his career. He's going to have surgery, try to come back. We, uh, we hope for the best. Hopefully, he's able to get that done. Over the last 10 seasons, as we look at the Indianapolis Colts, look, and, and over the last decade, okay, starting in 2011 and running through this past Sunday, the Indianapolis Colts are an imperfect 72 and 73. This Sunday, uh, going into that game over the last nine seasons, they had been 72 and 72. That's what the NFL does. That's what it's designed to do. The hard cap, the draft system, free agency, all of that designed to bring teams to the middle. The teams that defy that gravity toward the middle. Are the teams with terrific quarterbacks the list of teams without a losing season over the last 10 it's short it's two the new england patriots which is what you would guess and the pittsburgh steelers both with great quarterbacks hall of fame quarterbacks over that last decade ben roethlisberger for the steelers and tom brady for the new england patriots and you look down the list of the other teams who have had runs of excellence over that period of time, and you see quarterbacks, all of them. You, you see teams um, like the uh, like the Packers. Okay, they've had two seasons over the last ten where they didn't finish 500 or better. Hundley was their quarterback for one of them. The Cowboys, they had two seasons over the last ten where they didn't finish 500. Uh, Matt Castle and John Kitna. Were the starting quarterbacks those two seasons, not Tony Romo or Dak Prescott. Uh, The Saints, they have had only six winning seasons or eight and eight seasons, non-losing seasons over the last 10. But all four of those seasons, the Saints were seven and nine. Uh, Seattle, they had two seven and nine seasons over the last 10. And those were the two that preceded Russell Wilson coming to the team so you see how important quarterback play is now here's some bad news for Colts fans as though you needed more bad news after what happened on Sunday that 27-20 defeat Uh, the Chargers over the last 10 years 77 and 83 not including this past week two playoff appearances during that time their last division championship 2009 That's determined by quarterback play. You don't have a terrible offensive line over a full decade. You don't have terrible weapons over a full decade. What happens over a decade is due in large part to quarterback play. And for the Chargers, that means Phillip Rivers. And for the Colts right now, that means Phillip Rivers. And we saw exactly who Phillip Rivers is and what Phillip Rivers does, good and bad, in that season-opening loss to the Jaguars you saw that Phillip Rivers is really, really good when throwing to open receivers. But when he tries to squeeze it into a tight window, it's big trouble. 30 for 30, throwing to open receivers according to Pro Football Focus. Two interceptions when he's trying to squeeze it into a window. Yeah, there were a couple of drops by T.Y. Hilton, uncharacteristic drops by Hilton. But Rivers is going to throw it to the other guy, and when you throw it to the other guy, you court defeat. And that's exactly what happened as the Colts played against the Jaguars this past Sunday. Let's talk about the Big Ten. Big Ten's really interesting. Depending on who you hear, who you listen to, uh, whether it's like uh, Dan Patrick or Brett McMurphy or or whomever reporting on this, you get different uh, ideologies as to what the return to play is going to look like for Big Ten football. The presidents and chancellors, they continue to discuss things. And as they do, uh, what's swaying the, the change in vote is the, uh, the upgrades in testing protocol. So what, what has bothered guys in the past, and rightly so, is that you couldn't get results quickly. And so you had no idea how many guys were uh, positive for COVID and how many guys were infectious. And without that knowledge, how can you possibly keep people safe? I get it. We can argue about all of that, right? But now you've got saliva tests that are virtually instant in their results and accurate. And because of that, uh, Big Ten presidents and chancellors are moving toward resuming play. They also see that the ACC has done it, the Big 12 is doing it, the SEC is doing it. And if they're doing it and it seems like it's working okay, although the SEC really hadn't played yet, uh, what, do you, what do you then have, right? What, what, are we, what are we afraid of? Why are we corrupting our ability to make money in order to save? What, what is that? And was the study about uh, myopathy or, or whatever it was, some kind of cardiac condition, was that study scientifically relevant? And is it something that should be paid attention to? That's what the Big Ten and their decision is all about. And I I think uh, I'm going to side with the journalists because this is what I've heard also, that if they're going to play, they're all going to play. It's going to be 14 or it's going to be none. You, You can't have piecemeal Big Ten play. And, and so the Michigan teams that are rumored to be sitting out no matter what happens, I don't think so. I think these calls are going to continue, and you're going to have 14 schools vote in favor. I think you're going to have unanimity. You, you can't have four schools sit, right, and the other 10 play. That's not the way this conference works. It's not the way the conference has ever worked. And I believe that they're going to resume play on October 17th. And all 14 teams are going to be a part of that return. They will play eight games in nine weeks. The conference championship will be held in the middle of December, uh, the weekend that the college football playoff scenario is going to be announced. That's what it looks like. We'll see if if that comes to pass. Uh, Game one of the Eastern Conference Finals tonight at 6.30 or 6.40 between the Celtics and the Miami Heat. I think the Heat win this series, to tell you the truth. I think these teams are very, very similar. They're both really well coached. Neither really has an alpha male type guy. They share the ball. You could have Jalen Brown for the Celtics lead them in scoring, or you could have Tatum, or Hayward is going to be back now. With the Heat, same deal. You saw Duncan Robinson torch the Indiana Pacers. Jimmy Butler, he's probably the alpha But he doesn't need to lead him in scoring every game to validate his position on that team. It's going to be a fascinating series. And then tonight, you've got game seven of the Western Conference semifinal between the Clippers and the Nuggets. The Clippers have gacked up two big leads. They gave up one that was, what, 13, uh, 16 points. And game six, it was 19 points. The Nuggets went on to win by six and then by 13. We'll see what happens tonight. I think that the, uh, the Clippers go uh, by the wayside because Paul George can't win the big one. I think Paul George and his collapse is going to continue, and it's his collapse. He keeps getting himself in foul trouble. What the hell is he doing? Right? Anyway, Paul George, the Nuggets, I think the Nuggets wind up winning that series tonight. Uh, Millsap, terrific. Murray, terrific. I think it's the Nuggets series. We'll see. I'll be rooting for him because I root against Paul George. I enjoy rooting against guys every bit as much as I enjoy rooting for him. I don't root against many. Bryce Harper in baseball I root against. Uh, Paul George in basketball. Nobody really in football other than Belichick. I don't root against players. I will root against a coach, though. And, and Bill Belichick is just that coach. Um, the Cubs, they start a two-game series tonight against the Cleveland Indians at Wrigley Field. They are four clear of the St. Louis Cardinals as they enter play tonight. And uh, they got Darvish on the bump tonight. They got Lester on the mound tomorrow. If they can win these two games, they got 12 left. You win these two, and let's say the Cardinals lose two or three against the Brewers, you pretty much salt away the National League Central. Look at the Chicago White Sox. The Chicago White Sox, since October 11th, are 21-5. and They have won five straight. They've won nine of ten. They have the best record in the the American League. Who knew this rebuild was going to uh, produce such pretty flowers so soon? I did not. We'll see. We'll see about the White Sox. I think it's cool. I think it's a cool story, and I think they're fun to watch. And, man, Robert is about as good an athlete in center field and at the plate as we've seen in baseball for a long time. Yeah, I root against Bryce Harper. You bet your ass. Because Bryce Harper is all about Bryce Harper. And I am not about guys who are all about Bryce Harper. Here's what I love. I love team. I love being a part of a team. I love contributing to a team. That's fun to me. Getting out on the field, getting out on the court, getting into an office where you feel that sense of camaraderie. You feel that sense of uh, kind of uh, purpose, right? That combined purpose that feeling that we're all in this together, I love that. I covet that. I miss that, right, uh, being a sole proprietor. I miss it. I miss being a part of that kind of thing. And and for guys who would rather operate as a lone wolf like Bryce Harper, I, I just think he's wasting an opportunity, and I, I hate that for him and, and uh, don't like him, frankly, because of it. There you go. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? On this absolutely lovely Tuesday. My God, get out and play golf. Hadn't it been nice for like the last month? It's been beautiful here. Uh, John Brasseur Jr. celebrating a birthday. Ned Ward, happy birthday. James Voss, happy birthday. Russ Womack, Jerry Richtert, happy birthday. Joni Michaels, celebrating a birthday. Jeff Brody, Craig Brown, Scott uh, Bouchier, Happy birthday, Ryan Evans and John Herrick, the great John Herrick at WIBC Radio. He was an intern for us at 1070 The Fan. Now he's doing news at WIBC, doing a great job. Uh, today on uh, Inside Indiana Sports, now we're going to talk to the coordinators of the uh, of the Colts, both Matt Eberflus, the defensive coordinator, and Nick Sirianni. What do the Colts need to do to get competitive in a hurry? and they'd better because 0-2 to the playoffs does not happen very often. And the Colts play a good Vikings team whose backs are against the wall as well this coming Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium. We'll see what happens. We'll talk to the guys today, and we'll post that uh, probably one thirty-two o'clock. We'll talk to you then.